Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery, where I know just how grueling it's been trying to balance your physical, spiritual, and mental health. I'm your host, Precious Williams, and I invite you to my podcast where you can expect a total mind makeover. I'm talking about a shift in the way that you see, think, and do fitness forever. So come journey with me as we discover your fitness identity. Welcome back to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking the podcast, you have not clicked by accident, but by divine purpose, you found a place where we address all of the weight, not just physical, but also spiritual and mental weight as well. And we're constantly trying to unlock the keys, the principles to vitality that God promised us, a life that we can feel good about, a life where we look good, we feel good, and we are good because God said it's good. And so today, it is our second week of the Dear Body series. Last week, we had Coach Jaleesa. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that podcast, please take a moment to go back and listen to that one. But on today, I'm super excited to introduce to you my friend, Angelique Winfield. She's a mother of three, a wife, and a full-time PhD student and employee. In addition to the many hats that Angie wears in her household, in academia, and in corporate America, Angelique is also a speaker, editor, blogger, and digital creator. AngieBWin.com, which is pronounced Angie B. Winning, is where she happily shares her perspectives on marriage, motherhood, faith, and lifestyle. Angelique is best known for inspiring mothers and women to grow through life. As a woman who wears many hats and holds many responsibilities, it is imperative that as women, we do not forget who we are. It is so easy to get caught up in what we do and identify as such, but that should not be the case. Angie's desire is to live a purpose-driven life by following the direction of her creator, the Most High God. Through her words and creativity, Angelique is inviting her called audience to journey through her life with her to a place where perfection is always pending and grace meets purpose. You guys can just tell from her bio that she's such a woman of grace, of poise, of class, of wisdom. I love Angie. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. And I was even more excited to have the conversation with her. And I hope that you guys are just as blessed as I have been. Listen up and enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for your patience. Look, I'm going to keep audience. The devil is kind of busy. So we're trying to make these things happen, y'all. And we're trying to do this in a pandemic. So Angie and I have been IT for about the last 30 minutes, but we're <laughs> here. And this is going to be a wonderful episode. Angie's the second guest for our Dear Body segment on the podcast. And as you know, this is organic conversations real women talking about our journey, our journey to what? Our journey to health, to longevity, and some of the barriers that we have on our way. And so Angie, my first guest was Jalisa, and I opened up talking about this meme that I know all of us have seen. And that meme is, I wish I was as fat as I thought I was in this picture. Mm-hmm. So every woman has had that moment. Tell me about yours. So 
I had that conversation last week or last weekend with my husband because, of course, you know, Facebook likes to show us all types of memories. And one of our memories that popped up was from a trip to Miami. And, of course, we were looking at all types of snatch during that season of my life. I actually had worked out with the trainer for about six months and really just took my body to a place that I thought I never could. Um, growing up, I've mm-hmm. always had a smaller frame, so I never really had to work out. It wasn't until I had my second son that, okay, we starting to pack on pounds. And, of course, as we get older, um, through he- through mm, heteration, through um, just my family background, they're thick. So mm-hmm. you add a couple babies, you're not working out, you're not eating right all the time, the weight starts to pack on. And I remember during that time feeling like I still had so much more to accomplish as far as my personal body goals. And so when I looked at that picture, I was like, you know what, well, I wish I had that to complain about now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's so amazing that on our journey, it's like it's almost like we're never present, Angie. Mm-hmm. Like even when we look great in present time, it's like we're still picking at something where we th- we still think something could be better or we could lose a couple pounds or we could, you know, shape this up or do this or do that. And then we look back and we realize we're tripping, right? Right. And um, and we do this to ourselves like over and over and over again. Uh, and the other thing that you said that stood out to me was talking about, you know, your family and how women in your family are thick. And so as you've seen your body mature, you started to progress. It's just like, OK, naturally, this is what I started to look like. We talked about thick culture a little bit in the group uh, this week, and we got an we got an opportunity to see it from both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. There were women who were talking about being small frame and what that was like Mm -hmm. coming up and the challenges that they had. And then there are women that talked about being, you know, developed and, you know, the challenges that came along with that in the body shame. So I did hear you say that you had a smaller frame uh, coming up. Tell me what that was like for you. And then like what it is, what it's like, you know, where you are now. So growing up, I've always been skinny. I was always skinny, top heavy. No booty. Um, (laughs) So when I was younger, I would say like middle school, nobody was really popularity really just had to do with the face as far as being pretty. Um, Mm -hmm. As I ventured into high school, then everybody wanted a thick girl. And I didn't have have that. I wasn't well endowed in that area. I was always top heavy. I I think I graduated high school at 110 pounds. Wow. Okay. Um, I had my oldest son when I was 22 and I want to say I probably gained about 25 pounds with him. So I was relatively between 145, 150. And that was a great weight for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I still was pretty small. Of course, you know, the little extra stomach area, but but no stomach for the most part. It wasn't until I had my second son where the weight was really starting to, to, to rest on me for a lack of better words. And mm-hmm. because I never really had the weight part to deal with, it's just kind of like, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know where to begin because regardless of how, what size you are, we should always exercise. But that wasn't something that was promoted when I grew up. And so my sisters are younger than me, but they've always been thicker than me. My mom, her weight fluctuates. Um, but like I said, you know, genetics, um, genetically, everybody's thick on my mom's side of the family. My biological father, he has more of, um, my sisters are more, slim frame so that's why mm -hmm. I was the way that I was but it wasn't until I started having kids where I started to pick up more of you know my mom's side okay okay and what was that like for you Angie just being you know as you, you describe your sisters you describe your mom and that side of your family what was that like for you being the small one mm -hmm. Everybody thought I was the younger one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Everybody thought I was the younger one. I don't think I really looked at it that that much. The only time that it factored in is when my middle sister used to take my clothes. And it's like, okay. girl, you know you small. You bigger than me. Mm -hmm. Why are you taking mm -hmm. my clothes, stretching my clothes out? Yes, yes. And look, I heard you say something, too. Because uh, I think we're right around the same age. I may be a few years older than you, mm -hmm. but I can definitely relate to going through the phases of it being popular to be thick. Mm -hmm. And me, I've always been very, very skinny. They used to call me olive oil. You know, right. I, I didn't get anything, Angie. No right. boobs, no nothing. Right. You know, I just didn't have anything. And so it was just always such a struggle. And for me in middle school, so it makes sense that you say you remember this starting in high school. But for me in middle school, it was the big butts. Mm -hmm. um, it was the baby fat, apple bottom. Yeah. You know, that whole era, that whole being thicker, you know, than a snicker type deal. Right. And then there was me layering my... Um, my jeans, putting on stretch pants, two and three pair yeah. of stretch pants underneath my jeans right? so that I could appear like I had some meat on my bones, oh, right? Right. And then we come full circle, not one, none of that meat we were trying to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. To have on our bones. So now I know you being a mother of a daughter now, mm -hmm. what are some things that you're going to teach her? Because you made mention that exercise should be a part of our lifestyle at every juncture of our life. But it's not something that is being taught to us or that we learn, you know, from our parents mm -hmm. or just in our household in general. So what have you learned that you feel like you will pass on to your daughter about body image, uh, health, fitness, wellness? Well, um, one thing that I'm learning is, number one, I'm in a place where I don't complain about my weight, even though I'm not satisfied with my weight, because I know that I, uh, I have the power to change my physical being. Mm -hmm. I just believe that where I am spiritually, not that I'm in a, a place bad spiritually or depleted spiritually, I just feel like as I am maturing, where I'm looking for God, he's not in that same place. So when much is given, much is required. So I'm in this this place where I have to work harder in different areas in my life because of what it is that I expect God to do in my life. And so when mm -hmm. it comes to my 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 daughter specifically, um, she's very active. She has a very um, bright personality. If you watch my Instagram stories. We do. I love the morning <laughs> stories. They are super cute. I love it. I feel like I'm waking up with her. <laughs> yeah, so I do my wake up calls with her every morning. Um, 
And my goal is to get her out. You know, I noticed that she likes being out in the air. She has a very free spirited. Um, she loves to be in the stroller. And I think that the small things that I can do to change my lifestyle is where I need to begin. So taking her out on those walks, um, I talked to her like I'm talking to you. And I was telling my husband today that I was surprised at what it is that she understood that I was asking her to do. And I was so mm -hmm. comfortable just talking to her like she was four or five. And she actually like, she knew what I was asking her. I would tell her to put her clothes in the hamper, take your pants off. Are you ready for a bath? And we were just having this conversation and she would say, okay, yes. Um, I could tell her to throw her diaper in the trash. She's even to the point where she'll take out her own little mat so she can be changed. Um, nice. And so I really want to teach her to love herself in any space that she's in and to mm -hmm. understand that she can tap into the power to make the changes because God has, he's not going to do anything that he has given us the power here on earth to do. Like we're small Kings and Queens here. Um, mm -hmm. So to stand firm on what it is that you want to accomplish in life, whether it's to lose weight to go after, you know, an academic career, a job, whatever it is that you want to do. I want you to live it, you know, in its fullest entirety and to understand that, you know, the self-love starts within, mm -hmm. you know, because you can this, I know beautiful, gorgeous girls and their self-esteem is just shot. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think that people, Angie, get it twisted. You mm -hmm. know, they see a beautiful shell. And my whole thing is we're here for soul work, not shell work, mm -hmm. because the shell doesn't tell the story. Absolutely. Um, you know, there is a lot of brokenness behind beauty, you know, and we spend a lot of time cosmetically fixing ourselves up. And we're not always reflecting what it is that we feel on the inside. And by no means am I encouraging us to, to walk around looking broke down. Right. You know, but at some point, you know, we have to address what our internal issues are. And I love what you said about loving yourself mm -hmm. tell me what that journey has been like for you to get to a place I love when you said you know you don't beat yourself up about your weight there are a lot of women who listen to this podcast Angie that are obsessed about their weight mm -hmm. and what I teach is if you let go of the weight the mental weight the emotional weight the stressors all of those other things then your physical weight will follow so what do you say to those women that cannot get beyond the scale they can't get beyond the number the picture the body frame that they're desiring the the fat in the midsection that you talk about you know we all got a little extra something somewhere right so how, how would you encourage those ladies well the number one thing with me is you know i started to i stopped taking on this defeatist type of disposition about myself because like i said earlier um when we were speaking i know that i have the power to change it and I believe that, you know, there's always a time and there's always a way in which we're supposed to do things. Um, I'm reminded of, and I never got to tell you, I want to say about a month ago, I woke up like three o'clock in the morning. And for whatever reason, I was led to your podcast. I think I got all the way up to like four, 
But the first one okay. I listened to, um, you really gave me, and this is really what got, this is like a more recent posture that I have about my weight, is when you really just talked about, like, it's an inside job and really trying to identify what it is that you don't want to do, um, getting rid of all the fluff, and really just identifying what it is that you could commit to and show up for that. Um, do you yes. do you have bot? Do you keep a bottle of water at your? You know, find something that you feel like you can commit to, and you add onto that as you feel like, okay, I've perfected this. Let's do this. And I think because we have like this instant gratification type of mindset, is like, all right, I've been working out for like a week and I ain't seeing no results. And it's like a whole week, sis. We right? expect to see that scale tip. Okay. <laughs> and it's just kind of like what they my pastor said, it ain't take you no week to put on that weight. So why you think it's gonna take a week to lose it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because we know God can perform miracles. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. But he we we're not gonna be foolish now. We're not, we are not gonna mm-hmm. be foolish and have these false um ideologies about what we think can happen. Cause he, you know, he he is a miracle worker, but he's not a magician. So we're not gonna mm-hmm. treat him as such. Um, that part <laughs> we're definitely not going to treat him as such but one thing that I would say is it's just like where I am with my weight is it's just like okay identifying my why like that's really important in everything that I do and where I am okay so why do I want to do this why do I want to do that why do I not want to be smaller do I, do I just want to look good do mm-hmm. I want to be am I achieving a certain number and what I noticed yeah. was those thoughts only gave me temporary results. Mm-hmm. I had to change my why to, okay, so now I'm 34 years old and I have a three-year-old and it's hard for me to breathe if I go up and down the stairs too much. I get winded when I'm running behind her, you know, playing around. It's like, I want to contain her from playing because I can't keep up. And so it's those type of things was just like, okay, God, I need you to help me identify why I lack the wherewithal to do something for myself that I know is beneficial mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a root to why I won't, I don't want to do it. And it's always, it's not always tied up with, Oh, I'm lazy because I stay busy. <laughs> it's not like laying around, like I, I'm working out here, <laughs> you know, I'm working, but it's just kind of like, I need to make that time for me. Mm-hmm. Well, why am I not mm-hmm. making that time for me? So it's deeper than I'm tired of this weight. It's like, okay, so what you gonna do about it and why you're why aren't you doing taking the necessary steps to do what you need to do to feel the way that you want to feel? I appreciate that so much. And I think it goes back to something that you said in the very beginning of the podcast when you talked about, okay, after I had my second son, I started putting on a little bit of this weight and I was like, dang, you know, kind of like what do you do with this? So I needed help. You know, and that's what that first episode of the podcast is about. It's about fitness identity. And I love what you said about your daughter. I love how you said you're already noticing the things that she likes, the things that she enjoys um, that make her happy. You know that she enjoys outdoors activities. We don't take time with ourselves to figure out what is it that I like? What is it that I enjoy? And then we don't take actionable steps to get the best bang for our buck. So for me, I'm always trying to get a two for one with whatever I do. Right. So if I'm outside playing with my kids, right, mm-hmm. I'm playing with my kids and spending time with them, but I'm also getting my vitamin D in, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm always having that double, that th- those thoughts of, okay, how do I do this 
and take care of this at the same time. Right. So it's it's not good enough for me to just go to the playground with my kids or just go out in the backyard. I actually got to get moving with them because that takes care of my cardio and that takes care of me spending time with my kids, you know, right. getting vitamin D. So I'm trying to knock all, you know, as many things as I can out at one time and then just start developing a schedule around that. Mm -hmm. I like outdoors. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, the things that I do, is going to involve, you know, bike riding, walking, you know, being outside skating, those types of things. I'm not going to fool myself to, to jumping on boxes and doing squats and doing, you know, I don't like that. Right. (laughs) You know? And so I teach women, like you said, just, do do the good thing you know what is it that i can commit to doing today that doesn't feel so overwhelming because like you said we're busy we're always doing something it's not because we're lazy we just have to find a way to incorporate ourselves into our day until we become a priority right exactly exactly until we become a, a priority so I, I i really like that so tell us about some of the actionable steps that you've been taking um, to move towards a healthier version of you. And this doesn't just have to be the weight because I know you and I talk a lot about getting ideas out of our heads, being mm-hmm. consistent, um, showing up, you know, being obedient, regardless of how many people listen, how many people like, how many people support, you know, mm-hmm. and sticking with a thing. Because all of these things, Angie, whether we're doing them for content creating or we're doing them at work or we're doing them, you know, as a mother, as a wife, these are the same principles that we bring into our fitness journey. Wow. Um, so tell me what that has been like for you, because you said that it's a process for you. You're starting internally. So what are some of the things that you've been doing? So um, I, everybody that knows me as far as like influencing content creator, they already know my girl is Maddie James. I absolutely love her. She always comes up with the gems. But one thing that has stuck with me for the past two weeks is that she said that everybody's hard is not going to be the same. Mm. And... That's a tweetable moment. Yes. And I was, <laughs> and I was telling my husband that yesterday I was having a conversation with him. Um, and I just said, you know, when, when people say that they, you know, I can't sign up for the, I'm too busy thing. So it was like, that's not a thing. I am busy, but I'm not too busy to show mm-hmm. up for me. I'm not too busy to be consistent. I'm not too busy to read this book. And so what it boils down to is really having those true, real conversations with God. Like, okay, I'm lacking focus, God. What's up? Like, I need to identify. I'm really identifying the roots because we get so hung up with the problem that we have. We don't make time for the resolution. So, okay, cool. We got this problem. That's good. Fix it. And so those have been my conversations that I have with God is like, okay, I'm lacking this. You know, that's one thing with myself. I think that the hardest thing for us to do as people, I mean, I wouldn't say especially women, but just in general as a people is to look ourselves in the mirror. And I'm unashamed. Like I used to be the most prideful person. And so as God has worked through me, it's just kind of like, I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I'll apologize. I'll tell you when I'm lacking in the area. And mm-hmm. it's so crazy, you know, because of the platform that I share and, of course, my personal friends that I have. Everybody's so inspired by me. And I just always laugh because it's like, girl, I'm a mess <laughs> behind these characters. Right. <laughs> right. 
Like, girl, girl, I'm striving. I'm striving, girl. I'm striving. Jesus, Jesus is carrying me across this threshold right now. And you talking about I'm inspired. My friend sent me a whole novel telling me I had to pray and thank God for putting you on my life because you really gave me focus. Girl, I'm lacking that right now. Let me have something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I thank God for those people, Angie. I, you know, I really do because it's like God always sends that person mm-hmm. right when you're like, okay. You know, do I need to do something? Like, what? Am I doing the right thing? It's like God always has that person that that is there for that encouragement. And and the thing that we have to remember is, although we are still on the journey ourselves, we're still a vessel. You know what I mean? And people can still be blessed. And I'm so grateful uh, because you talked about pride. And the opposite of pride is humility. Mm. Oh, my God. One of the things that I've seen that has happened in our women since the pandemic has been transparency. Everybody Mm. from Beyonce on down has to be like, girl, it's hard with these kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like this level of transparency uh, surrounding marriage, finances, uh, health issues, you know, our weight, our, you know, self-care, loving ourselves everybody is like being honest at this point Mm -hmm. and there's so much beauty that's happening in this space of just being honest because when we're honest and we're operating in humility it's like we receive exactly what it is that we need exactly exactly have you been experiencing that since you have you know since you talked about being prideful and how you worked on that and you know you you've um, been changing that have you noticed the difference in what your you know, results have been or your ideas flowing or, you know, things just kind of coming together for you? Um, what I will say is that, of course, you know, I've shared on my platform and, you know, with other people and through my blog that, you know, I battle with postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, I never had it before. I never experienced it with any of my kids until I had my daughter. And really, I just thought it was a mom funk, and but it just mm-hmm. never went away. And so... Um, like I want to say more recently, like almost today, yesterday, this week alone, you know, just feeling like that want to rise up on me again. You know, when things get so overwhelming, it's just easy for you to just fall subject to it where I'm just going to mm-hmm. go in this bed and I'm just going to ball up and I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel sorry for myself because that's easier to do than to fight through it. And what I can say is that, you know, a lot of people um, have this expectation of something physically that we can attain and that we can see and we call it our testimony. But God has Mm -hmm. definitely done an inside job um, with me as far as my mindset, as far as asking the right questions, holding my own self accountable and really identifying who who I am and who he is calling me to be and who he's calling me to be is not easy. No, because it ain't who you be wanting to be sometimes. <laughs> I mean, is it just me? It's like, this is not what I had in mind. I didn't you ask know? for that. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> it is not, it is, it is, it is not easy. But like you said, it's almost like God gives you an exchange when you walk in obedience. Mm. So my exchange was peace. 
Mm-hmm. Girl, I couldn't get no peace of mind. Like, I just could not get any peace of mind. And I was doing all of the formal things to have it. You know, I know all of the steps and the self-care stuff and the meditation, but it won't working. Like, it wasn't real working, you know. Right. <laughs> it just started working in my life here recently within the in the past year when God says that he'll give you peace that surpasses all I understanding. understanding. Mm-hmm. And see, sometimes we don't fully get to tap into the spiritual gifts. Because we don't surrender. We don't surrender our will, our way for God's way. Or we do it a little bit and then we just try to step in and tweak it a little bit, you know, so it can still kind of align with what we had in mind. But it is a vulnerable feeling allowing God to lead you, you know, in your process, in your creativity. Uh, So what are some tips that you would give to women, uh, Angie, who are, you know, battling you know, some anxiety? What are some things that have worked for you, especially now in the pandemic? I think all of us are experiencing some seasonal anxiety, not to take away from the diagnosis of anxiety, ladies. That's totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are experiencing anxiety and it's impeding your social and your occupational or your educational functioning, I do re- recommend that you see somebody. But Angie, tell us about how you, you know, got to the point where you realized what was going on and what are some things that you do um, to kind of help yourself keep that 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 still mind like you talked about. Well, um, especially what I would say, especially for women who have, who are mothers, mm-hmm. you can't be afraid to like walk away because walking away, not walking away like, leave but don't leave a child like on the street but like (laughs) i'm saying like (laughs) yeah (laughs) like somebody like okay check walk away okay check (laughs) (laughs) but i know what you mean i I am a week i didn't even think about it like that (laughs) you know you get on my nerves i walk away from you right now (laughs) in the street on the sidewalk i'm gone Yes, that's it. <laughs> no, but um, you know, there were a lot of memes that I really appreciated that said, "Just because you need time away from your kids, don't be your lover." Like, and that's a I, fact. I'm not about to sit up here and fake the front and act like I like my kids all the time. They get on my nerves. They're yeah. They're supposed to get on your nerves. Yeah. The point is, you know, I want my kids to. They've seen some angry sides of me or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. irritated sides of me, you know, I don't hit them or call them names or anything like that, but they've seen me get frustrated, but I want them to see the best version of me more than they see that version of me. And when I say walk away, I've told my kids, you know, I've told them to walk away. Like just, (laughs) just, just walk away. away. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Just walk away. Go ahead in your room, you know, go just, just, Please just walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. we are human, we have emotions, we are temporarily in this shell that we call a body, um, and we have a soul, and that's where our emotions and our will to think live. That's where they dwell, and sometimes it'll get out of whack. And so we have the power to let the spirit override that. But I'm not going when you when you haven't you feeling like you have an anxiety attack or you feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it 100. I don't care how mm-hmm. saved you are. Your mama could be saved and been walking with the Lord for 150 years. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to initially think about, let me pull this scripture out real quick. Yeah. So it's yeah. necessary for you to walk away from the noise 
so that you can bring it back, as my friend like to say. Yeah. Bring it back. Because anxiety is real. And sometimes you got to walk away from your husband, too. But that's a whole nother podcast. Right. Like, whoever you need to do it. Facts. Like, <laughs> just walk away. Like, you know, who, whomever, you know. And, and in this season, um, it's so important, you know, not just with the children, but with social media, with CNN. Mm-hmm. Like, just walk away. Oh, I'll, you know, all make stuff, it, I'll, cut all, I'll cut all of it off. Quick. Like, I'll cut all of it off. I mean, because you think about what lies in the eyes like if you watch I remember I used to watch this show I don't know if you ever heard it I used to watch Pretty Little Liars it was yes, a couple uh-huh. years, but I used to love the show but I used to watch it like I would binge watch it at night I remember one time I binge watched it because I missed a lot of it while I was in school and I had watched that show for so long I fell asleep with the TV on and the commercials were showing the characters of the Pretty Little Liars Mm-hmm. but it didn't seem abnormal to me. I thought the show was still on. It wasn't until I fully woke up out of REM sleep that I realized that that commercial was not casted with Pretty Little Liars. It was casted with other people who were not famous. And I'm like, yo, this commercial <laughs> thing seems familiar, but those people were in it. And that's just because I stayed up watching that on my phone through my eyes all night. And that, mm. that was the last thing I saw before I went to bed. And so it's imperative for us to guard our heart and watch yes. our eyes. When you go to sleep, cut the TV off. Me and my husband, if we if he be like, you going to sleep? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'll cut the TV, unless he's still watching TV. But for the mm-hmm. most part, we'll go to bed. To, he'll go to bed with me and we cut the TV off. Because the last thing I want to remember is that I prayed and went to sleep. That's so good. That's so good. My husband, uh, for a few years in our marriage and we actually just got a TV in our marriage the last few years here. And he was just adamant about, I don't do TVs in the bedroom, you know, bedroom Mm -hmm. is, you know, for intimate time. And we've noticed that since we've had the TV in our bedroom, um, we spend less time with the kids because we are in our room. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we want to close our doors because we want to be comfortable and closed in our room, you know, and things like that. And then we're staying up later or we're watching TV or one of us is going to bed before the other one, because the other one is watching the game or I'm watching something. And so we didn't have these types of issues prior to having a TV in our room, uh, which I wouldn't call them. I mean, I guess they are issues, but we didn't have those types of things happening when we would watch TV downstairs and decide it was time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so I love what you're saying about guarding, you know, yourself because the mind, man, we have to uh, give our mind a retreat. I made a post, you know, talking about how meditation is like a spa for my mind. Mm. And I do it often, you know, because we take in so much. Uh, We just take in so much and our mind is so overwhelmed. And that's oftentimes where a lot of that frustration comes from. So, Angie, as we close, because this has been an awesome discussion, what is it that you would like to leave a lady with who is wanting to just change, uh, needing the help that you talked about, you know, seeing that things have changed with her physically, emotionally, or mentally, um, but not knowing where to go or where to start with help. What would you recommend for this woman? Um, so you can physically get help and you can spiritually receive help. Um, I find that 
the people who I surround myself around really help me as far as holding myself accountable when it comes to those issues. Um, Whether it be weight, whether it be, you know, uh, did you write this blog post today? Because you told me when I talked to you on the phone, like I have a friend, Victoria, and we talk all the time. And like, Hey, Victoria. <laughs> she is a writer, okay? God bless you with that one. Yeah, she, um, she, yeah, she just, you know, we've been going to church together for years, but it wasn't until the pandemic where we just really like, just went hard for each other and I thank God for her. And I was, I was, she was the one who motivated my recent blog post today about self-sabotage. She was able to identify what was going on with me. You know, mm-hmm. I, was her, I was like, you know, I feel like I know what I want to do and what I need to do. And I have the tools to do it, but I, I lack the, the execution phase of it. Like, and she was, and she sent me a post like that, that next morning And I was like, as soon as she sent it, I was like, that's exactly what it was. And so it's important for you to identify what's take time for yourself to figure out, to write down what's going on with you. Like, how do you feel? What is it that you want to accomplish and why you feel like you don't want to accomplish that you can't accomplish it? Um, Mm -hmm. Start looking at your circle. Do you have people that are going to hold you accountable, even if it's just one person, Um, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a a God filled spirit led person? They're going to hold you accountable because you have those type of conversations. Like I said, I talk to Victoria all the time when I do photo shoots. If she's available, she comes on the shoots with me. Um, I send her stuff to look at before I put it out. Like, so nice. Just talk about everything. And so she and she keep it real with me. Like, uh, nah, you know, try to change this. You know, I write stuff for her. So, like, she has been, you know, a blessing. I, t- I have a few friends, but that has been, like the person that I talk to the most. Um, and so mm-hmm. Even if you, you know, my friend, my mom and dad used to always tell me, um, if you got three friends, you blessed. <laughs> three. <laughs> yes, that's about three right. Friends, you know, because when we grow up, you know, you in high school and you think about all these people that you have, all these friends that you have. And my parents used to tell me those people, by the time you get to high school, you either not going to talk to them or they going to be gone. And so, mm-hmm. As you grow up, you get older, you're going, to re- you're going to really be able to account for the friends that you have. Um, and so it's important for you to mind your circle. And if you feel like you need a little help, then you need to identify who you feel like can help you the best. Um, with mm-hmm. me, I had a trainer and um, and I'm still definitely going to be connected with her. But I had to make the decision that um, I don't want to hold her back and I had to realize that I wasn't completely ready to show up in the magnitude that she was training me yet, because there's things that I'm not doing that I can be doing mm-hmm. that's going to be a hindrance to anything that she's doing for me. And that's eating right, consistently drinking the water. So um, that that's my next count, my next point, like before you go and try to reach out to get any additional help, see, are you are you doing maximizing your own personal resources to do I love you for that. I love that. Before you go get help. <laughs> and I mean help like I mean it can be any type of help. I mean I have a therapist um and I talked to her and um I haven't been to her in a couple of months but I, me and Victoria were talking and I was telling her I was like girl I remember one time I went and she just so happened to ask the right question and I didn't even know there was a root. There was an issue. Mm-hmm. 
Lump start coming in your throat. You're like, wait a minute. Can I answer this next session? I would like to process this in private. Right. So it's like, you know, if anything, like like I told her when I first got there um, to see my therapist, and she was like, Well, you know, what do you what what do you what do you want out of this um this session? If you want to seek therapy, what do you want out of it? I told her I need somebody to help me maneuver through this season of my life. Mm-hmm. Because it's a whole like it seems regular, like, oh, I've been in school, I've been a mom, but it hit different this time. And that's because I'm in a different season. God is mm-hmm. doing a new in me. And so I need I need backup. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Ladies, don't be afraid to get backup. I love everything Angie said because she prefaced it with doing the things that you're able to do right now, taking the actionable steps. Like I teach, don't go overhaul the refrigerator. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, like, why would you go out and spend $500 on fruits and vegetables when you are not even committing to eating a piece of fruit a day right now? Right. You know, it's really just considering the things that we can do on our own and take being accountable, being honest with ourselves. Like you said, Angie, you know, I love how you said, I didn't want to hold my trainer up. Like I, like I just had to be like, you know what, sir? Let me do this real quick. You know, let me work on, on this diet a little bit, do some things that I can do. And then, you know, I will incorporate other things and we have to stay in that place. Mm-hmm. We have to constantly be thinking about what are the things that I can do for myself Uh, But then also knowing that there are resources, like you said, and even with therapy, you know, what are some things that you can do for yourself before seeking therapy? You know, do you know why you need therapy or why you want to go? I think oftentimes people will say they want therapy and they expect to just go sit there and the therapist to magically know, you know, what's happening. Mm -hmm. The therapist is there to guide you. This is your life to help you uh, make healthier decisions and to live a life that you feel comfortable with. But there are practical things that we could be doing on our own. One, read your word. You got to read that thing every day. You cannot wait until Sunday and listen to the 30 minute sermon. You cannot just catch a quick Bible study on Wednesday, it is spiritual warfare out here. And this is why our word teaches us to meditate on the word day and night, because you will be telling people just walk away, walk away. If your spirit is not filled with the word, you know, <laughs> you might not though. <laughs> you mean, you might not you walk away. Walk. means Walk away. mean, I read my scripture. This Look, they you know? song out and say, try Jesus. Don't try me. Cause I fight. absolutely absolutely so i love what you shared with the ladies again angie thank you it's always a pleasure talking to you You have such a wonderful spirit tell the ladies how they're able to connect with you and please follow angie y'all she works hard she's an amazing content creator i love what she puts out it's quality uh, and she's been consistent. So let's support her on her journey. So tell us how we can follow you, how we can read the blog and everything else that you have going on. Absolutely. So um, you can definitely, my most active uh, social media platform is Instagram. And that's Angie B. Winning. It's spelled A-N-G-I-E-B-W-I-N-N. So that's on Instagram. 
It's also on Facebook. If you want to follow me on Facebook, um, usually I just merge the two together. But I spend a lot of time on Instagram. If you DM me, I will definitely respond. If you respond under my pictures, I'm definitely responding. Yes. I'm going to go check mm -hmm. out your page and find out your name so I can refer to you as name because I get personal like that. I don't take anyone for granted. I appreciate anybody who takes the time out to comment on anything that um, I'm doing on my social media. But definitely check me out on my blog, which is www.angieb1.com. Um, and that's where I host all my blogs. Um, I also sell merchandise. So I have shirts. I'm going to be adding some more to the collection soon. So I'll make sure that if you follow me, you're updated on that. And then subscribe to my page as well. Um, I'm working on sending out like weekly, um, once a week, sending out motivation and inspiration. But um, other than that, that's about it. That's where you can find me. That's where I Angie go. is doing phenomenal things, y'all. She's everywhere. She's doing it. And she's doing it quality and it's consistent. So please follow her. Um, please be sure to encourage her. Angie, thank you so much for taking time out and speaking with us today. You're greatly appreciated. I love you. Keep me in prayer and I'm going to keep you in prayer yes, as well. Thank you. All right. All right, girl.